Ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages, welcome back to Star Trek Prodigy with Grey and I. Um, apologies for being late with this review of uh, Season 1, Episode 17, Ghost in the Machine. I've just been under weather a little bit, but I want to get this episode out so that it's not ultra, ultra late, because we're normally on the ball, Grey, aren't we, like Thursday or Friday? Yeah, um, then we'll be doing another one on Thursday. Hey. Well, hopefully, yeah. I don't, I don't see. Well, no, we won't. We're doing it Friday actually, Greg. But I'll tell you why after. Um, okay. But yeah, so uh, football match uh, might be something no, to do kidding. with that. It might. Uh, it is actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this will probably be a shorter episode than usual, purely for two reasons. Um, I'm still not hundred percent and. There is not as much to cover because I like to say this bit to the end, but it was a bit poo. It was a filler episode, yeah. which we'll get into. In, uh, in fact, we can kick off with the filler aspect just now, great. We may as well, because it's frustrating me, and I know it was frustrating you. We both mm-hmm. think this was a filler episode, but I've got a question for you on that. Is there such a thing as a filler episode on an animated show? Because they get the same budget, it costs them the same amount to do regardless. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a good point because the style um, is, filler the style episodes is filler. on, yeah, filler episodes on live episode on live TV used to be years ago. Uh, they would actually take uh, scenes that they filmed on prior episodes or prior years, and they would edit them into the program and then basically make another filler episode. Actually, technically, you could say that in the original series, the Menagerie, Part mm. One and Two. Could have been called a filler episode only in respects to the fact that they took the original first pilot that was done with Je- uh, Jeffrey Hunter mm-hmm. and they edited that into a two-part Star Trek episode. So essentially, there wasn't a lot as much filming of a two-parter uh, of the of, in the original series because they already had all this footage. That's now cool. it was the only reason you might not want to call, not call it a filler episode is because many people didn't even know the first. Uh, uh, the first time, the first episode with Jeffrey Hunter the, uh, was even existed. I didn't know it. I mean, when I first started watching Star Trek, I knew nothing about the original, what they call the original pilot or the first pilot. Because back then, two pilots for a TV series was totally unheard of. Yeah. You had one pilot and it either sank or, sw- or swim. Yeah. And, and it, they outed a second one, which is very unusual. And of course, the second one was an episode where it became an episode in the, in the original series. So there's a little background on. Star yeah. Trek uh, stuff. We, we always like these insights from Grey um, uh, on how things used to go in the old Star Trek days. Um, but let, let me make one thing clear. We're not necessarily mocking filler episodes. I think we've discussed this before. Filler episodes yeah. can be some of the best episodes we've ever seen in TV and Star Trek if they're done right because you don't need lots and lots of money to make to have good writing. Right. You just need to pay the writers decent wages and you'll get a decent decent script. Um but this one was a bit meh until the end. But yeah, we'll kick it off and we'll let you know what's happening. Um, the scene opens where uh, we're on the Protostar and I, it looks like they're in the middle of a war. It literally, uh, I shoot them I up um, with the Dauntless and I'm thinking this is went from about 
five to ten in like no time at all. Um, I had no clue it was actually about to come. Um, I, I mean, to be fair, Gray, I like a good. Um, I like a good shoot 'em up in Star Trek. I do. I, I want to see the space mm-hmm. battles. It's glorious. I know that's not everything that Star Trek's about, but in this modern day and age, I don't want to care. I, I don't want to care. I, I want the pew pew. Um, did you did you think when you first saw this that it was genuine that it was a square goal between them, or did you think something else was was up? Um, I thought something else was up because it seemed to be too too quick, too quick. Or they were going to do something like uh, they would say five hours previous, and then they go back to it so that they show you how they got to that point. Yes. But they weren't doing either, so immediately I started thinking Hollow Deck, and of course that's what it ended up being. Yeah, yeah. Um... Gray, I didn't. I I thought this was genuine at the start. To be fair, so Gray saw through the, the lies. No, it what it, it was a recreation, but at the start, um, the way they played it out, it looked pretty real. Because mm-hmm. to be fair, the the protostar doesn't stand a chance against the Dauntless. The Dauntless is a lot bigger than it, um, and it's kind of smashing it there. Um, and then Rock is actually. At one point, Nest thought this scene was cool. Uh, has this ever been done in Star Trek? She tries Morse code with phasers, like phaser shots in the, in, into space, you know? And you would think yeah. someone smart enough would pick that up, but maybe they've moved so past that grey in, in that future modern stage that you wouldn't, you wouldn't even register, would it? I think there was a, if I remember correctly, and I'd have to really think or research it, but I believe there was an original episode maybe one or two where they did there was there was morse code involved um but not with phasers Uh, not with phasers no yeah yeah. it was an actual like type of morse code where you know spock would be going like they're giving old radio transmissions fascinating you know and it would end up being some kind of morse code thing they figure out but the phaser idea was kind of cool i was like all right that's that's good i like that yeah you know they of course in the simulation they get blown up anyway (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, 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 hey, uh, anytime they bring something old timey um, into Star Trek, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. done that before uh, a few times in the past, and I like it when they've done this. But unfortunately, Rock's phaser blast, nothing was registering, um, and it looked like uh, the Dauntless was literally just going to start boarding the Protostar and, and game over. But then the simulation ends. And they are on the holodeck, or so it seems, on the protostar. And they think, yeah, we've got no chance. We're going to get our asses handy to us. Uh, what are we going to do? We'll never be able to go back to the Federation, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we move on to... Um, <laughs> the, we move on to your man, Jankum. Now, I, I, think, I think I've said... <laughs> I think I've said he's my favourite character in this this series. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jankum. Who is it for you, actually, yeah. Gray? I don't know if I asked you properly. Um, no. And you had mentioned that this be Jankum being your favourite, and I had to start. I was thinking about it without saying anything, and I don't really think I have a favourite. I think uh, everybody's kind of same equal same. in my eyes. Right. So, so I mean, I mean, maybe it'll, maybe it'll change as as we watch more and more episodes, but I just can't really. I don't know. Can't really put my finger on any, any anyone being the favorite. That may change by the end of the series, though. Another four episodes, ago, so that might happen. Interesting, great, interesting. Okay. Um, the only thing I, I want to make one note of that I am getting a little tired of is that 
I'm getting a little tired of how they drag out the last three or four or five or six episodes where they all talk about, um, oh, we're never going to be Starfleet. Oh, yeah, we're never going to be Starfleet. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. And then you, and then you have Dahl for the, like, 9,000th time going, like, I'm a mistake. I was born in a Petri dish. Oh, woe is me. I'm like, come on, dude. I know you're a kid, but let's move on. <laughs> well, great segue, because the team are all down at this stage because they don't think they'll be able to ever get back. So my man Jankum suggests ice cream to cheer everyone up. I mean, of course he does. See, the guy just loves to eat. If you look at his waistline, likes to eat. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a big, he's a big uh, teller, right? What can we say? Uh, and he likes to eat. So he suggests ice cream to cheer them up. Um, and I've noted here when I looked at them from a strange angle, I thought they looked like exotic spotted eggs. So I'm looking at this. Going, I don't. Yeah. When I you're right. When I first saw it, I didn't think what? it was ice cream. It's like, I'm looking on. at this going like, what is this stuff? You is can't, you can't animate ice cream better than that? Come on. Yeah. I'm, it didn't look appealing at all. I'm sitting there going like, what are these things? Like, ugly looking eggs? Or I was waiting for them to crack it open. or be like something inside. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And Tell then all right, of a sudden I started right catching Jack. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could have been Klingon Gok. That would have been uh, even more yeah. interesting. Um, I, well, it didn't look too appealing anyway. Maybe it's just Tell right ice cream. We don't want to eat that stuff because it sounds horrible. Um... Uh, so yeah, I mentioned here, like we touched up before, it sounded like a filler episode, looked like a filler episode, Grey agrees, it is the most definitely a filler episode when we get that, these things happen, you could still make them better than than, than this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, it looks like there may be an issue, here we go, we know what's going to start happening after I mention yeah, this line. Yeah. It looks like there may be an issue with the hollow emitters, how many times have we seen no. this one, man? Oh. <laughs> no way! Could it actually be them? Really? Like, the hollow metal? These things break down a lot and have a lot of issues, don't they? Man, like, this, I could just see someone looking through the jobs, the listings for Starfleet and going, hollow deck engineer. Nope. I'll be doing overtime. Yeah. I'm not doing it. These things break down constantly. Um, you have the room full of writers. They, what are we going to do this week? Oh, man, we ran out of ideas. Wait, hollow deck problem. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's do that. Some of the best episodes of Star Trek have been on a hollow deck, but. Come on, don't overuse great ideas. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. So it was kicking off like that. That's why I knew it was going down now. Um, they start seeing things and characters from their own holodeck programs. So you knew right away that the preferable was going to hit the fan. Um, we then uh, were then with probably my... I'm not going to choose a second or third favorite because they'll just will be here all day. Zero uh, reckons they haven't actually left the original holodeck at all. Now that was really quick assumption for me, Gray. I'm like, yeah. she, she, no, it's a he, despite sounding like a she. I need to train this. I, I don't know. He, I keep going with the she because it sounds like a she. I don't. I, don't. I know. I know. We're I know. To, um, we're gonna have to make a decision on this one day. I, I someone said in writing somewhere it is he, but I will find out 100, 110% for sure after this. Okay, so sure. zero, it uh, reckons they haven't le- left the original holodeck program, and I, like I say, I thought uh, zero's jumping to that conclusion pretty quick, but then zero's just and really intelligent, and smart. So why not? Um, <laughs> they were all pretty gutted that the ice cream was apparently fake. <laughs> I mean, that didn't look like ice cream in the first place. So, what can I? Here's say? the weird thing, though. They got full from it. So, how does that work? Uh, how, how did you get full on ice cream that actually wasn't there? Maybe when the safeties are taken off more than than just your life is at, at, at stake, Gray, your your stomach gets full as well. 
Now, now something else. I'm th- this is another funny thing. Now, suppose so the holodeck makes it look like ice cream, but in reality, who knows what the hell they ate? Oh, it could have been the eggs we <laughs> thought it was. They could have been eating really rank stuff, and all of a sudden they just. <laughs> What are they Telluride eggs, not with ice cream. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's like a little bit like uh, um, Alice through Looking Glass as well. This episode going deeper and deeper yeah. into the rabbit hole. Um, Zero takes them to a, a creepy looking lighthouse, um, and I'm thinking this is not Star Trek in the slightest. But that's where mm-hmm. we're going. We're going towards this creepy looking lighthouse. Uh, they get inside and they have to solve a mystery. I'm thinking, oh god, we got Sherlock Holmes here. We we'll get, I've got Moriarty vibes and the Next Generation, yep. and I'm thinking, yeah, it could be brilliant at this stage because if they do something well with this, but they didn't, unfortunately. Yeah, they didn't. And this is part of Zero's program. She made this program yeah. for herself so that she could keep her wits about her. She likes it; it's fun, yeah. and that's fine. And I and like you, I thought maybe like, oh, okay, now I guess if we're gonna have to put up with a filler episode, this could be really interesting. You know, to go around and find out who really did this or who really did that, and they just kind of like started out with like, "Yeah, that's a cool premise." That was the end of that. <laughs> it was just like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't quite go that way. Um, with this mystery, the their logic, and I like the logic here is, if like most holodeck programs, to complete it, you have to get to the end and solve the mystery. They then hope that the arch will open and they'll get out because they try the. Computer end program, computer art, none of that stuff works. So they go, right, we have to complete it. Um, and the thing they get, they've got, um, the, the, the it's this clue they've got. It's like a piece of paper, but they've all got like a piece of paper. And on its own, it doesn't look like much. But it, it was kind of cool that they all kind of put them together in a certain way. And again, it's Rock that's figuring a lot of this out because it's like super intelligent. And add them all together, and then it like makes this like diagram this key, so they know that they need to find the key. Now, um, Gray has a little um, rant here that he put on at the end, which I don't really blame him for. Gray, um, a cooler, cool filler episode, but it, it wasn't as it seemed. Nah, it just kind of devolved, got disappointing, like I mentioned before. Yeah. The other thing I was wondering about too that I, that when they took the paper or the several pieces of paper. And they started laying them over each other, and you would see an image. Okay, these aren't transparencies, okay? These are papers. And so after you pile, like, three papers, by the time you get to the fourth and fifth paper, you can't see, see what the bottom pa- No. And I'm going, like, how are they seeing this? You know, are they the transparent end? pieces of paper? Like, I thought that's what it was, no, like, tracing yeah, paper. But no, they're, they, I don't think they were at all. But then again, Jankov did have his flame hand or whatever that was he... And you had the so he was putting the torch near the paper, but it just—I uh, don't know, man. The whole scene just didn't seem to really, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was waiting for him to burn the papers up. Now that'd have been funny. But they oh, Janko so. made a whoops, made a whoopsie. Yeah, he certainly did. That's right. uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, as I mentioned before, they do have to find a skeleton key to end the program, uh, which makes sense, um, but it's never going to be that easy. The they then because this, it's jumping from program to program, it's it's kind of nuts. This holodex on on drugs, it's just going from yep. A to B to C. Um, they hear some bikers outside, and it turns out they're actually Tellerites. The Tellerite bikers. I'm like, what the what? Like, Jankum <laughs> has been working on his own program because they've all got their own piece in this. Even Martin Extent's got a piece in this. 
that all get their own programs and his is a fighting simulator with bikers. Now, like when you saw this, Greg, did you not find that a bit random? Like what yeah, want to blow steam off, but why tell right bikers? I is he got something against bikers? I I don't know. He maybe watched too many movies. I have no idea. Hey, that's <laughs> a point him. actually, yeah, because if he's watching Federation stuff in the Federation banks, then yeah, he very well could be seeing a lot of human movies in there. I'd be thinking, oh, bikers are cool, but let's make them Tellarites. Because Tellarites are bad me when I was young. And I guess because the program is going nutty, it's like the, it's the same Tellarite. They just they don't look uh, much different. Just, yeah. I figured the guy, the one that he was imagining or whatever, looks like the next one, looks like the next one. Like, okay. Could have been, oh, maybe that's where they cut money down the episode. Ooh, see? They only had to draw a Tellarite once. Yeah. They just used computer man to that's, reproduce them. That's a good point. I didn't actually... Uh, I didn't think about it just exactly just the same, but the wear, the wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. If they had to make different ones, it would have taken a lot longer, um, despite computer, you know, help and stuff like that. So, ah, might have been a method to the madness there. And they didn't look like him, so to be fair, yeah. it wasn't. You know, it was just the one other Tellerite. Um, he gets a bit excited at this stage, Duncan, and he, he's literally like going, "Oh yes, this is my program. I'll show you how it's done." Um, and he's going to go and preferably kick their ass, um, at least initially. Uh, yeah, he started to. Yeah, he did, he did, and, but he got a bit cocky, and he does actually get hurt, and then it turns out safety protocols are not active. The age-old thing. I was just going to say, right, holodex. how many times have we heard this in two? Safety protocols aren't working, really? So many, many times are we going to hear this? <laughs> I mean, it had to happen, didn't it? I, Right, I'm laughing at that point, but it has to happen like that because if the safety protocols are on, then it's just it's easy. You just do whatever you need to do to get through it. You don't need to think about it like it was like real life. So I get it, but I was just I laughed at it because I went, "Oh, here we go, the same old trope. They're not engaged." And I guess when the hollow deck goes batshit crazy, then everything's deactivated in that respect. Like anything that's safety wise gone, done. You fend for yourself. Um, but the yeah, thing about, if you think about it, the thing that's weird about the sa- these safety protocols or whatever, you would think that the holodeck, especially, would have, have double these or safety. Triple. Yeah, that w- it would be like hard coded in there so that it's almost impossible to turn off. I mean, because because you're talking about your life, you could get very, you know, you get hurt very easily. Yeah. You know, possibly even die. And they didn't want that. So you would put in a backup to the backup to the backup. Yeah. And then it's essentially, this would never happen. But it seems to happen all the time. That's a good <laughs> point, like, Gray. And they've never actually addressed that, as far as I'm aware, that I know of. Like, they have redundancies in secondary yeah. systems and tertiary systems. But is there a tertiary or a backup system for the holodeck? Don't know. I, I don't think, think that, there that, is. I would think you'd have to have. You'd, there's no if one protocol supposedly breaks, you got to have a second one, and you got to have a third one just in case. And yet yeah. they just seem to fake. They seem to break all the time. It's just like so makes not, no sense. We're not surprised. Um, funnily enough, Jankum is not so cocky after he finds out he gets hurt. He's more like a little screaming girl after <laughs> this, um, which I found amusing. Uh, but. Because Gwen's such a badass, they, they do uh, rally against the bikers and they kind of cut them down to size. Um, and as they're all kind of fleeing, um, 
the chase down the 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 runt at the back, the last biker, and he has a tattoo of a chest uh, of of a key on his chest. And there we go. Here's the clues. Follow the rabbit. Alice in Wonderland. Here we go. Uh, there, I, there was yeah. There was one scene though when they got to the got the last one with the key on his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock did like a, an incredible Hulk move. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. She just takes her. She takes her hand and goes boom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's a, a, a special note here. I was like, yeah, Rock, Rock was also kicking us. They tried to distance themselves away from that a little bit because. They didn't want her to be just the muscles, yeah. But yeah. she physically is the muscles, although that's not her primary job. So I'm kind of glad that she's still allowed to do that a little bit. And you're right, Grace. She was, yeah. That was just taking no shit. I, I do like Rock in that respect. Yeah. Um, it, you mentioned... she was very nice when she did it. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> she was a nice person. Um, you know, you know, hereafter something about fighting lessons from Scotty. And I was like, what? I mean, Scotty was I a know, good just... fighter, but what? Well, in the times, in the some of the, uh, you've yet to see them, but when you see some of the old episodes, there wasn't many. I, I get it. I agree. Yeah. But there was times where Scotty had to get into a fight and he could handle himself just fine. So it just brought me, brought my memory saying like, come on, you need to get a few lessons from Scotty. You can't be that, that weak of an engineer. <laughs> ah, true. Fellow engineer, right. Okay. I know, I know you're coming from there. I was going to say like, yeah, there's Kirk would be a better teacher or Spock or no, fellow engineer. Right. That makes sense. The, I think the... I think Trouble would trying to remember. Was it Trouble with Tribbles? There was one episode where Scotty got into a lot of fights. And I think it was the Trouble with Tribbles, although I'm not positive. Drunk. I mean, it, there, was a, there was a whole scene, like a barroom brawl, that was going on with people flying across the tables and Kirk's coming oh, in. Oh, yeah. He goes, what is, he says, what is going on? Yeah. Who started this? Who, who threw the first punch? And who was it? It was Scotty. <laughs> God, yeah. And, and, and Kirk just goes like, what? <laughs> yes, I do remember this because the Defiant episode where they go back to that time on K12 or whatever the station was, yeah. they, they joke about this, that, that we can't get involved, but they end up doing get involved with the Defiant crew to a little to extent with this fight. So, yeah, I had a little chuckle yeah, it was that. great. I love that scene because that was one of the, the only, few, if only, times that Scotty really got to rip and roar. And he was just like, and the whole room was just great. It was like an old, old West barroom brawl. Was he drunk? It was, per- it was perfect. Was uh, some of that was some of that was in there too, you know, a little bit. But it was uh, it was really quite good. You, you need a few share bits before you start a, a square going a bar. To be fair, you don't do these things sober. Um, the acting between Shatner and, and Dewan were so good in that episode because Shatner's looking totally like, "What do you mean you started it? You threw the first punch. He was supposed to keep the peace." <sighs> And he came down there, and when they started to insult uh, his Scottish heritage, oh, and he sits there going like, well, you don't understand, Captain. They were, they're insulting the Scottish. And he's just like, like, well, well you know, I, what do you I, mean? I would do the same. I have to speak on behalf of Scotsmen, Scotswomen out there. Yeah, I'd, I'd do the same. Yeah, I'm not a fighter, but yeah, yeah if you yeah. get messed, then you're getting it. Um, yeah, that was amusing. Glad you brought that up, Gray. Um, now, black and white time in the next scene. Yeah, I hate it yeah. when I do this. I hate it when I do this. I really, really do. Uh, but I don't mind. It's, I, it's fine. I thought you maybe might dislike it because when it comes to graphics, I know it's not graphics. You don't like anything that's too crappy. So I'd be thinking you'd want um, color and spectacles. And This was all done as effect because um, in the uh, 20s and 30s, they used to do 1920s and 30s uh, and even 40s. and what They used to make a lot of these gangster type movies. And all these film noir episodes were always done in black and white, 
or in a in that brownish I forget what they call it, the kind of color. So they automatically start shifting to that to now because most kids aren't gonna get it whatsoever. They're probably gonna be asking their parents, going like, Why is it black and white? What happened to the damn TV? You know, but it was a throwback to the old days when they did these gangster flicks and all of a sudden they're entering into a, a, a bar where a lot of these things happen. Uh, and also there's usually a brothel somewhere in the back and all this stuff. So they go to the black and white to make it seem like that. I get it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, um, I, I, while I don't like it, I understand that it fitted the scene and what they were trying to do. Mm. So it, this black and white noir scene was just, it was where the key club is situated, you know, so very cloak and dagger. Um, I put a little joke in here about black and white scenes and hating them, and yes. maybe grow, maybe Gray would remember <laughs> what they were, but he laughed at that as well. So that's that's the most important thing. Um, but no, in all seriousness, Gray, you do actually remember that. I'm not just winding you up. You do remember no. black and white TV. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I'm not making it up. He does. He does. He remembers it. So well, the the weird thing about black and white TV is when it I was pretty young, but when I started watching certain shows. Uh, the weirdest part is they started out in black and white, and then all of a sudden, in the second or third season of a four or five season show, it went it went to color. Uh, weird because because the technology and the cost had caught up to where they could do it all the time. It was very weird seeing like the first two seasons of a show black and white. Third season comes out and boom, it's like all in color. And like, what was Star Trek the original series oh. shown right off the bat in color or black and white? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, no, it was always color. Oh, right off the bat, yeah, it was, it was always color. But shows like, uh, you've heard of the Wild Wild West, right? Mm -hmm. You probably heard it from the movie, but the original TV series was one of my favorite TV series of all time. I loved that show. And it was on for four years. And if I remember correctly, the first year was black and white. But right around that time when all shows were going color, it went color the second season. And it was just kind of like, what? And then if you you remember, um, you won't remember, but if you've heard the word thrown around, Gilligan's Island and some of those other old sitcoms right mm-hmm. every one of them started black and white and went to color all of them i i can just relate and well i wasn't there and don't remember these things i i can relate to seeing hd for the first time or 4k for the first time and going, oh yeah wow yeah. and hdr and going so it must be the same exact same kind of reaction um yeah but it played well for this scene in in prodigy so we kind of get why mm-hmm. they went with it um this i maybe like this despite it being black and white, like this scene a little bit more because this is... Maybe, I don't know, it's not clear to me Greg can interrupt if he thinks otherwise, mm-hmm. if this is Murph's program or not. I would imagine it's not, but he's getting influence on it somehow because, I mean, the guy, well, he's got hands and feet and all that, I don't know if he can go up and start playing about with, like, programs and whatnot, but right. Murph can now sing in this. He, he can sing and he's bloody good. I like, he just puts the, the old... <laughs> black hat on and gets the yeah. old mic and starts singing and i'm getting scenes uh i'm getting vibes uh and i didn't mention it here gray of uh data from star trek insurrection yeah. blue blue bells no blue something it was blue bells yeah yeah, 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 song, yeah and i love that song always reminds me of star trek um those I, are what they called the, cro- the crooners back then it was like bing crosby and dean martin and once these other guys are all the crooners of that age, and they always go back to the lounge lizard crooner thing, yeah, you know, and stuff. And of course, Murph decides to do it. But that, but if you think about it, it's wrong on multiple levels. Number one, how does 
how do we know Murph is smart enough to even create a program? This is assuming he does. Mm. Okay. So if he did, how is he all of a sudden he that smart to be able to do that? I mean, most of the time he's he's pretty much a dork, you know, with with most things. How does he sing? You know, how does he sing? Well, right, exactly. So uh, so that already seems impossible. Second, if it wasn't his program. You just mean all of a sudden he he knows how to break into a song and dance? He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think so. So that no. was way, way, way out of character, and I, I couldn't understand it at, at all. There isn't an interface thing between the program and mm-hmm. him, because if there was, it would have translated his language for the moment he got on board. Just saying. So that was a bit weird. Hey, it was cool, because he was a bloody good singer. You're like, wow, okay, well, go the, on, the, the, What this opens up, though, and now, of course, we, we never see this, but if you were to take this a step further and say that, okay, he did create that program. Uh, it was his program. It surprised the crew. Uh, he may have been singing or may not because one of the crew says he's either that or he's an incredible lip syncer. That probably is. That, I heard, yeah. I wonder why I heard the that. crew say that. Right. But even so, okay, so if he created the program, then there's a whole bunch of stuff that, that Murph can do that nobody knows. And if that's the case, why isn't Murph shown this before yeah yeah i so now that now they need to take this a step further because they've already now teased us to the fact that murph is a lot more than he seems and if that's the case they need to now they can't do anything they've got to go forward with this they can't just let this lay you know what i mean i think they will i think there is more to murph than meets the eye he, he can't right, yeah, be yeah. just as dumb character i'm sorry there's got to be he's got to be the secret weapon or the most OP of all of them, and we just don't know it yet. Because, I mean, look at his, his change already. He just yeah. grew arms and legs, man. That's something. So, See, uh, to me, I think the arms and legs is, is just a, it, his, his power to be able to do that now where he couldn't do it before. So now that he's morphed into... Morphed? Morphed into Murph. You know, morphed into whatever you want to call it, his next stage. Now he knows how to make hands and legs, but he doesn't have to have hands and legs. He just does it because he feels like it. Oh, because obviously there's plenty of episodes where he's stretching to be a canopy or yeah. he's shaping himself. To, you know, He doesn't have to have hands or feet. He's a bit like um, the founders, I guess, like Odo or whatever, you know? Like yeah, changing, yeah, good point. Maybe not with the same control, but maybe he's it would be pretty. It would be pretty funny if he's related to them somehow. Oh, but he's like an early <laughs> version or a Delta Quadrant yeah. version of the founders or something because they're something be- like Beta that. Quadrant, yeah. aren't they? Um but yeah, uh, we're we checking with Gwen now. We haven't seen much of Gwen at this this point, but she's talking to a barista, and it's her father. It's the diviner, right? And I'm thinking they're really messing things up here. Um, yeah. Dal and Jankum see the the hollow of the diviner, and they don't bat an eyelid to Green. Yeah, I just thought that anything. was bloody weird. Like what? What? This is you the guy. To, that... even, you would have to say something, even even if it was one remark, oh. like you know. Gwen, take take it easy, you know. Don't worry about it. I mean, something. Yeah, yeah. And they just they just totally ignore it all, like you know. You can't just ignore that man. He's such a significant yeah. threat. Like, uh, I don't understand. Right, that. even if he was a whole character, there w- you would think there would have been some kind of uh, sympathy towards uh, towards Gwen, you know, or something like that. And yet there was nothing. They didn't notice it. They didn't see what was going on. They don't know what she did. They don't know. I mean, they knew it was a holodeck recreation, but even still, you, you still, you still, you still bat an eyelid. 
uh, yeah, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, so no, not noticing the biggest threat they've ever encountered, they move on. Um, Rock and Zero notice that the piano sounds a bit strange. Now, I like this little scene because it was attention to detail. They're like, every time mm. you sit in this one key, it's not sounding right, and it's because it's bloody missing the key. You know, it's or at least the, I, I'm not. I don't pretend to be a piano expert, but certainly the piece underneath that it hits is missing. So uh, they go over and <laughs> they go over and like fiddle about with this key here. There's like some access to a panel in the middle of the piano. Now, grand pianos are grand and they're big, but yeah. this opens a bloody secret passageway inside the piano. And I'm at this stage like, nah, nah, nah I'm out. I'm out. This is what the actual bleep, bleep, bleep I put here. Complete and utter nonsense now. I th- um, again, I, th- I think it's part of this whole rushed episode filler thing because now they're going like, well, if everybody's on an acid trip, we could do pretty much anything we want. So, okay, yeah. so there was this one, the part where they were trying to find the key and they went to the piano. I don't know if you recognize this, but this is another old trope. This is not the first time that there was something hidden in the piano and the key was a dead key and they either... Had to lift the key or go in, or go into the piano and find out there was something on the string where it was striking the uh, where it was a hammer was striking the the uh, string, but something was in between the hammer and the string. Mm. This is definitely old style, done before, you know. Yeah. So somebody borrowed, lifted that one and threw it into a a show. Can you remember any episodes you know, so. off the top of your head? No, there's been there's been a couple different movies and stuff where this is a this was a trick that they used. It's not the first time. Oh, okay. It's kind of a standard. You don't want to. You don't want to do it all the time. But no, it's, it's it's kind of a well-known little, you know, little ditty. Just like many great things in Star Trek, don't we've said it time and time again. We'll probably say it time and time again. Stop reusing great ideas all the time, because then they don't become great anymore because you've used right. them all the time. Um, but yeah, no, um, we we we're we're not a fan of this. It's a bit nuts. It would have worked if it was Allison. Uh, in Wonderland, but it wasn't a Star mm. Trek prodigy. Um, <laughs> it then takes them to a pirate ship, like then this is Dal's program, mm-hmm. and this makes sense, you know, the captain, all that. It's just it's it's still batshit crazy for me at this point. Um, and the, <laughs> the pirates scatter to find the key, and one of them dives overboard to look. I, yeah. I just found this amusing. Like everyone else is looking under, you know, uh, under the ship and in the captain section, and one of the guys just goes, "Yoink!" I'll look over here. See you later, mate. Uh, so I had a little. Yeah, was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. That was that was that was good. I I thought that was a nice little little thing they stuck in there. See, just... and of course, Dal at this point too says something to the effect that it, well, he came up with this program. Because this is the only program where he can feel normal. There you go. Oh, whoa, it was me again. That's you know, kind of like, all right, Dal, for feeling sorry for yourself. We get it. We get it. It's like getting the violins out at this stage, Gray, isn't it? Because he's right, feeling exactly. sorry for himself like, quite a lot, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway. And, the, and, the, and the bad thing is, that just before when he used to question himself, it was more of a character-building moment. And he took that and became a better person. But now, the last two or three episodes, when he does this, it sounds like he's just being a whining baby. Yeah. And then, and I don't, I don't like that because I like where his character was going, and yeah, now so it just I. seems like it just seems like his character's like, who cares now? He's just a, he's, he's just down a out almost, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, and if that's the case, and if he's going to be acting like this, he doesn't deserve to be captain. Yeah, you don't remember seeing any other famous captains bitching him more than all the time. 
And I just get it. He's a kid, but I mean, they're just, but they're dragging this one point out. This is the third show now where he's been whining. And I mean, come on. It's just when one of his crewmates to go up to him and kind of slap him across the face and go, snap out of it, man. Yeah, exactly. But it's a kid show. And that probably were doing some good, but they they don't, didn't do anything. It's a kid show. We won't get up. (laughs) Yeah. I said that later. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, uh, this whole going from scene to scene and batshit crazy to batshit crazy it takes another turn where we see a big-ass Kraken-type creature, which initially fits with the profile of of yeah, pirates, a, a and... pirates and all that. If you've played Sea of Thieves or you've no pirate lore, it makes sense. But it grabs, it starts wrecking the ship and grabs Jankum. But then we see it's one of Rock's characters from our program. It's It's the little kind of Kirby-looking character from Nintendo that that she saw at the very start when she was starting to see programs mixing with one another and thinking something's not right. And it's this, you just imagine this massive Kraken-type creature that looks like some cute, adorable like character from Rock's program, and you're just like, what the... <laughs> just no words, man, it's crazy. Um... And what's the solution, Gray? You want to tell the, the, the people what the solution was to calm it down? Yeah, I think it, it, it ended up being, I think that she recognized the character and then she knew that it was hungry. Uh, uh. And then they just fire a bunch of fruit into its mouth and it was like, oh, that's great. And then she went, and she went away. I'm like, well, okay. And using the cannons, you know, and just loads of fruit. And not cannonballs, loads of fruit into the mouth. Uh. Uh, and then it's happy. Okay, right. I'm, I'm, I'm already out at this stage, so I'm definitely out. Um, well, this, this is like I was, I was mentioning. As yeah. this stuff starts happening, getting weirder and weirder, I, I keep thinking in my mind over and over. And I said this before: the easy way out is it's a kids show, and they can just sit there and get away with anything by just falling back on it's a kids show. It's a kids show. We can get away with this stuff. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, we 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 are very critical, but I don't regret the fact we're critical because just we want yeah. to do Star Trek and and they, they they definitely have some scenes in this in this series where they're aimed at adults because they would they would go for the heads of kids. So mm. you know, anyway, I I want to I want to be a little bit more positive, so I'll try and be glass half full. Um, so at this stage now, the uh, the ship is now leaking after being battered a lot. And if you watch Sea of Thieves, you know you have to get planks of wood and quickly patch the holes before it sinks. <laughs> but it's yeah. it would have been better if it was Sea of Thieves rather than Prodigy for this one. Um, yeah. But it's leaking here. And now that I found this a, bit, a little bit cool, a little bit intelligent, because uh, Rock and Zero are probably the two most intelligent people on that ship. Uh, and Zero suggests that they don't try to fix it and escape. Because the clues just keep coming and coming without an end in sight. So they're just thinking, like, let's just let it run its course, game over. And at this stage, I thought, cool, Grey. But I also thought, the safeties are off. You're risking mm-hmm. it for a hell of a size biscuit. So, but then, but then you've mentioned here, I cannot ease a way out again, haven't you? So, it, it's, it's, the problem is that they come up with a, with a way too simple solution. Yeah, we're just going to stand still. And it will get, it will uh, understand that uh, uh, nothing's going to happen, so it'll give up. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's going to keep throwing garbage at you to try to keep you trapped in there. And so, with the protocols off, you're all going to die. And so, this was just another thing again, easy way out, kids' show thing. 
and they just went like, oh, let's just stand still and everything will be fine. I'm like, oh, don't do this. <laughs> it would have made, that would have made more sense if the safety protocols were still on. I'd be, I'd be like, just let it run its course yeah. and then get out quickly. Even then, I still wouldn't have liked it, but it would have made more sense. Correct. I, yeah, as long as things make sense, I might not enjoy them, but make them make sense. I, I'm very much about logic. It's not just mm -hmm. Star Trek, what can I say? Um, so yeah, it's the old trope. It's a, it's a kid's show again. We're using that as an excuse, but that is what it is. Now, They're using it as an excuse. We just found out. We did, we did. <laughs> We're uh, as, as we're kind of starting to kind of close off an episode, coming towards the end. Um, Zero thinks now. I thought this was cool as well. This part. Zero thinks someone has kept him in a hollow suite and purpose. Um, now, initially, before they explain why, I was like, why? Would you, why? What? Where's the evidence for this? She start uh, zero. He, him, or uh, start. Uh, putting all the clues together they actually reckon this blows my mind a little bit here let's say the ending was pretty cool uh, it's hollow Janeway and maybe someone's added a routine to her program um, you know if any of the core function is threatened then she will hollow nasty hollow Janeway will kick in now she just puts all the evidence together Gray, doesn't she like at one point mm -hmm. she asked for Dal's command codes to uh, plot a course to the Dauntless uh, and little other clues come in that don't quite make sense uh, she's watching them the whole time now she doesn't know this has happened and it's safe to say at this stage Grace, she's kind of horrified I mean it's the construct that, that, why didn't I see this coming that this really super intelligent virus wouldn't control everything and anything the only way it couldn't control the ship is because it didn't have the command codes, but now it does. So, mm -hmm. I mean, give me your two pence worth just now, Gray. Is the shit hit the fan? Did you see this coming? No, I didn't see it coming. And, I, and I, this is like the one part and the one only part that I liked about the episode was the last, like, three minutes when they went into this whole thing. Now, all the crap leading up to it was ridiculous. They could have done a much better episode and still led up to this part. Yeah. Uh, or, or did it in a better way. But this part of it was the only one where I'll give him credit. It was that was a pretty cool thing. It's different, uh, so you can understand how the the construct would have uh, eventually gotten through to to Janeway and messed up a couple things or you know whatever. And it basically took what it learned, I guess, or what it was learning uh, through Janeway, even though nobody knew anything about it, and turned it around and said, "All right, this is a way I can get, I can fulfill my programming." Yeah. And of course, she figures it out, and uh, like you said, Hollow Jane was horrified. I guess holograms can get horrified depending on how you look yeah, at it. Uh, 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 <laughs> Not only kidding. Um, and so she, you know, did the bidding or the evil Janeway, like you said, came out or whatever. And I think at the very end, it was really cool because all this time that then when they finally figured out what was going on, it was too late because she had already sent the, the instructions to go and meet up with the dauntless so the next yeah. thing we know they're looking at the view screen and boom this dauntless huge is right dauntless ship them. is right next to the right right next to the protostar and you're like oh boy and yeah. now hey it's it's do or die now if you think about it prior to this not so great episode was the episode before where janeway finally figured out what was going on and that the diviner is actually a bad guy and you know and, and we had the uh 
Oh, we haven't checked in with her yet. She's been knocked out last we checked. Exactly. She was knocked out, and it went right into this Goofy episode. So basically, taking away all the filler garbage, Janeway is still knocked out. The Diviner is, is, is back to his old bad form again. Uh, we have the uh, Tonka Toy Transformer guy <laughs> and the, and the, uh, and the first uh, officer who somehow we talked about last week got into this position on the Dauntless. So now, because the ending of this show brings the protostar to the Dauntless, all I can say is they had next episode had better be really good because they set up something that was pretty good when Janeway got knocked out. They set up something that's really cool at the end of this lousy episode. And now you have to have a good episode. If you yeah. don't have a good episode to put these things together, it's going to be bad. And so I'm hoping that they, they pull off a good show next week because it, it, screams, it screams it has to be good. It has to. I certainly hope so, Gray. Um, I, Gray notes here that it would have been a five without that end part here. I would have to agree with him in that respect there. I would have probably said five, but that end point brought it up one notch. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens in next week's episode. Um, we'll have no clue if it's if it's following the same timeline, exact same timeline of at the same time Jamie's knocked out. Is the Diviner in charge of the ship? I'd like to think not, that he, right. one guy can't over-bloody run a whole starship because that's what they'll do. You know they'll do that. You know? But I'd say there is three mm -hmm. of them. I, I, there is three of them, I guess. There is the bloody robot yeah, guy. Yeah, but it's and, still, it's, again, like I it's said, the, the episode has to be really well written because how are you going to explain? You, you can't just have these three take over the ship. It's just, you need to find it has to be, Yeah, you have to, there has to be some logical way. explanation. At the yep. same time, you have to have some kind of a really good explanation of how are they going to keep the construct from not finally infiltrating the, the Dauntless somehow. I mean, it, it's right there, and, and it's ready to happen kind yeah. of thing. and it's kind of stupid in a way, oh. because he maybe done that for nothing when the ship came to right. him in the first place. Right, so now they're in, in a do-or-die situation where they got to think their way out of this one, the writers, and I hope so, because if they don't, it's going to look really foolish. Yeah, so yeah, I have to agree. We'll, we'll find out what happens. I've got, I've got high hopes, and I'm, I'm looking at the glass um, half full for that one. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, thank you for your patience, people, and this being a little bit later. A little coughing fit there. Um, we will be back probably Friday or so if Grey and I is available. Um, and uh, we will be doing... Uh, Gray's got an episode of Gray's Green Room coming out on Sunday, I believe, Gray. So yep, Sunday, we'll Monday. Yep. And we have, it's all entertainment based and couldn't a little bit of Star Trek from time to time. So tune in for that. You can find Gray, Gray's Green Room on Twitter, YouTube, and all the podcasts and platforms. Uh, the Trekway is the same, uh, exact same on, on, on all those platforms. Um, and also, we do the gaming pod as well, Extreme PC UK. If you go to their website, there's a Discord link in there. We have a little entertainment chat where we talk all things entertainment and loads of other nonsense as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you once again, people. And until the next time, do your thing, Gray. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.